Okay, welcome back. So today we're going to kind of extend a bunch of the ideas we've already been talking about into inference for two samples of categorical data. Okay, so we, we know what inference is, we know about all these different methods of inference, and we're working down this list. Alright, so now we are here in our list. Okay, so we know how to deal with just a single sample of proportions. Right, so now we're going to use some ideas from here. Right, and we're also going to use some ideas from when we were going from one sample mean to two sample means. Okay, so really for, for what we're doing here with two proportions, we have all the ideas, we have all the logic in place. Right, we just need to apply, kind of put it all together. Alright, so so no really no new ideas here, right? We're just using a bunch of the stuff that we already know. Alright, so we'll be doing hypothesis tests, we'll be doing confidence intervals here for our parameter of interest, the proportion or the difference in proportions of two different groups. Alright, so we know that for one group of categorical data, I can use p hat to estimate p. So for two groups of categorical data, right, p1 hat should be an estimate of p1, p2 hat should be an estimate of p2. So this should be a good estimate there of what we're looking for. Alright, so in order to perform these inference techniques, we need to know what does the sampling distribution of our statistic look like. Alright, so we know for just a single sample, p hat estimating p, if we assume all their conditions for the central limit theorem checkout, that means p hat has a normal distribution centered at p standard error of this. Alright, so what if we take two samples, maybe two different sample sizes, n1 and n2? Well, then we'll have p1 hat estimating p2 hat. So, an idea that we've seen before, so now we have a linear combination of two random variables. In order to assume normality of those, right, I have to be able to assume normality of each of our distributions. Right? So remember these these requirements should look should look familiar. Right? I need P1 and N1 to be greater than 5, 1 minus P1 and N1 to be greater than 5, and I need the same to be true for my second group as well. Alright, so all of these requirements got to be greater than 5. If we can assume that, we know that a linear combination of random variables, a normal minus a normal, gives us a normal. So our sampling distribution should look like that. Centered at our parameter of interest, standard error looks like this. So theoretically, our sampling distribution should look something like this, normal distribution. Okay, but remember, when we're dealing with proportions, we run into an issue with our standard error. And remember that issue was that P is included in its own standard error. Okay, with one, we saw how to handle those problems with one sample. 
And we'll handle those problems, at least when we're constructing a confidence interval, we'll handle those problems very similarly. All right, we'll see then how we handle it for a hypothesis test. All right, but just remember, we've got P1 and P2, so two different proportions that we're estimating. All right, but even if P1 and P2 are the same, just keep in mind that probably if I take two different samples, P1 hat and P2 hat would probably be different. Okay, so the way we solve this problem again is different whether we're constructing a confidence interval or not. Alright, so let's, let's see how we handle it for a confidence interval. I think this is pretty straightforward and it's, it's how we handled it for a one sample P confidence interval. Right? We know the general form of a confidence interval looks like this. If we can assume the central limit theorem holds for each sample, this is our sampling distribution. But remember the problem. We don't know P1, we don't know P2, but they're in the formula. But that's fine. What we did for confidence intervals, we just used P hat to estimate P. So we'll just plug in P1 hat for P1, P2 hat for P2. Those should be good estimates of each other. All right, so that's an easy way to solve our issue for confidence intervals. But what about hypothesis tests? Well, first of all, let's think about what our hypotheses would be. Now remember, we assume the null is true from the beginning. If I'm trying to show some sort of effect, if I'm trying to show that I've got two groups of data and there's a difference, my null is going to be that there is no difference. Right? We'd write it like this, so kind of like we saw with means. Now there's two different ways I can write this. Either the difference in these is equal to zero, or I can just kind of write it shorthand like this. Okay, but remember, that's, that's what our null is, and of course we have our our three options, two-tailed, left-tailed, right-tailed, all that stuff. Okay, but we got to keep this null in mind. So now let's think about what is the objective. We know the objective of a confidence interval. I have no idea what these parameters are and I want to estimate them. Right? That's why I plug in P1 hat and P2 hat for P1 and P2. A hypothesis test is different. Okay, for a hypothesis test, we have some claim in mind and we have to assume the null is true. Right? So we're, the null that we're assuming is true is that P1 and P2 are equal to each other. Right? Remember P1 hat is an estimate of P1, P2 hat is an estimate of P2, but what if they're the same? Just call it P. Well that would mean that P1 hat and P2 hat are both estimates of the same proportion P. Right? That's what we're that's the original assumption of our hypothesis test. That's what we have to assume, that P1 is equal to P2. Alright? We can use this idea that if the null is true, P1 hat and P2 hat are both estimates of the same thing. Right? We can use this idea to come up with what's called our pooled proportion. So rather than calculating P1 hat and P2 hat separately, use them both as estimates of the same thing. Okay. So that is what we're, how we're going to solve our standard error issue for a two-sample test for P. All right, so what will my test statistic look like? We know what our test statistic looks like. Right, using that pooled estimate in our standard error, here's how we'll do it. All right, so we're interested in values of P1 hat. Here's this, and, and usually, typically, that's going to be equal to zero. All right, but then notice p hat pooled in our standard error.
Okay, so as I mentioned, I think this stuff, if, if you've got a pretty good grasp of what we talked about before, I think this stuff should follow pretty easily. So um, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see some examples of this in the future.